Welcome to Adjust Your Life, an integrative health podcast about you and your overall wellness with Dr. Tim Dooley and Dr. Patrick O'Brien. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thank you for listening to the Adjust Your Life podcast. Please remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Today I'm with Dr. O'Brien once again. Another glorious Friday. Ready, ready to do a podcast. I love podcasts. They're so fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, many times if uh, you know you come to us as a new patient or with a new problem, um, we do recommend imaging. So today's topic, we're going to be discussing the imaging, the different types of imaging, why we order them, what we're ordering, and what what symptoms basically tell the doctor or show us what um, is the appropriate imaging to request. Um, first off, the most basic one we see are x-rays. And this isn't an office where folks come in and we x-ray every single patient. Uh, I don't know. You don't Yeah, it's, I mean, it's patient. got to meet the criteria. It's, yeah. it's, I think a lot of patients of mine or even other offices come in and will state that they wonder why their last chiropractor didn't do imaging or didn't mm-hmm. do an x-ray, whereas some will do it on every single patient. And I think it's just, you know, it's, it's case-to-case basis. It, in some cases, it's not mine clinically is, met. Yeah, mine is totally case-to-case basis. You know, if there's an injury, if there's a mechanism, if there's a fall, trip, stumble, whatever, um, or if it's something that's been going on for a long time, or if it's something on an exam that I see, I'll order it. But oftentimes, I'll even treat someone four or five times, and if there's no improvement, then I order. Correct. That's probably the number one thing I, I say to people. My thing is, is if it changes the treatment that's going to be provided, then and right. I'm, I'm at like a fork in the road, absolutely you need to utilize imaging. But a lot of times the symptoms in the orthopedic testing you can do, you can, mm-hmm. it's pretty self-explanatory. So. so, you know, a little history of x-rays and chiropractic care, we'll, we'll go through that right now. Um, you know, what's the most common way an x-ray helps me diagnose and treat patients is basically if I'm taking a look at someone and I see based off inspection and palpation of the patient and, and clarifying their symptoms, I will order an x-ray if I think there's curvature. And the reason for that is because we do a lot of manual adjusting in the office where you're hearing joints move, you're mobilizing joints. And oftentimes, if you don't know where the curvature is, if you don't stabilize it or see it on film, um, you can hurt the patient, honestly. So like a curvature, kind of like how scoliosis type curvature. Right. If you miss something on inspection, then you want to clarify it. Um, I I use it for that reason a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah, well, it's if, if the curve is going to the right and you lay the patient down on the right side and push into that side, you are adding to the curvature. You're adding so to the problem. Adding to the problem. And, and great, it may crack or pop. And just because just you hear that doesn't mean you fixed it. So mm-hmm. that is true. A lot of times that, uh, you know, whenever you're out of town or I'm out of town, we'll put notes on what to do with patients and it becomes very specific. Only adjust this side or that side, which right. is what, you know, it's important to know that. And you wouldn't know that without the x-rays. Right. And then in our office, we do have digital imaging. So when we take a picture, uh, set somebody up on the x-ray machine, it the image comes out, what, 15 seconds later. Oh, so it is immediate. It's amazing. It's quick. It's efficient. They're very good pictures. And, you know, if we don't have a question, if we do have a question about the x-ray, something we don't know, we oftentimes will reach out to a radiologist and get help in this scenario also. Oh, yeah. I'll fully admit if I, if I can't figure it out, I will gladly mm-hmm. ask where I need to find it. So. Now, the chiropractors, you know, we are trained, correct? You want to touch on that and how we are trained 
to read to read x-rays well as as a part of our curriculum i mean if you even just look at you know chiropractic education itself i think it's it's so much more extensive than just about anybody really understands it's it's i didn't even get it until i got into school how many hours that we have to get involved into that but included in that you know clinical studies and criteria is imaging and it's not just reading x-rays it's actually performing the x-rays um you know how to how to do different measurements and what different structures mean not just bones how to you know diagnose or see other types of potential underlying cancers or neoplasms or tumors or whatever it may be so it's a lot of times we're the portal of entry to the healthcare system. We have to make sure we find what the problem is as opposed to missing it. And then the patient go undiagnosed. Yeah. We were educated three to 400 hours of training in school to diagnose effectively, uh, treat radiology findings as a chiropractor envisions them. Now I want to be clear with this. When you have an x-ray at the hospital or an imaging facility that's read by a board certified radiologist, a lot of times the reports are different. A chiropractic read versus a radiology read are different things. And, you know, when I speak to radiologists, they'll even say that, oh, yeah, I see that, but it's not important to my judgment. It might be important to our treatment, but not I think the most, overall. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, there? most offices or hospitals are looking for um, pathologies or traumas or fractures, whereas for me, it may look like a normal x-ray to them, but to right. me, it's, hey, there's a there's a 50% decrease in the curve. There's yeah. a right elevated shoulder, whatever it may be. And they're looking for those, what I call sexy findings, yep. like fractures, dislocations, thing. but we're looking for like things that are more minute, that things that wouldn't, they may just pass over because it's not important to them, right? Oh, and I, and I, I really take pride in educating the patient, not not just doing an x-ray and then walking back in the room and saying your, your x-ray is normal. It's here it is right in front of you. Let's go over it while you physically have your eyes on it, which mm -hmm. is really helpful for the patient to understand. So. And I always... When I'm going over x-rays with patients, I always make it as layman as possible. Like I even tell them that, like, hey, squares, circles, shapes, you know, and we go through it one by yep. one and we go through everything, every single bit of it. So and as far as x-rays overall in, compared to other diagnostics, why do we order x-rays? Let's just touch off the, the very end here. Like one would be mechanism. We think there is some alignment issue. Uh, maybe a fracture, dislocation. But other than that, that's pretty much the only reason we order them, right? Or if someone's not healing in a, in, in a certain amount of time. Yeah, if they're, if they're failing to get better or if it's just we're trying to isolate where to adjust or if there's a certain treatment that needs to be done more than the next. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, it varies patient to patient. So. Okay, and that leads into the next diagnostic, which is the MRI, which is probably what everybody – there's over 40 million MRIs ordered in America every year, not ordered, but performed, which is nuts. So like, that's the most common we hear about. Um, let's go into what does MRI stand for in the whole bit? So first of all, chiropractors can order MRIs. I yes. think that's, let's just go with, start off with that, which we do all the time. Uh, I think we ordered a few today. And MRI stands for magnetic resonance imaging. Um, it uses a, a um, type of, type of, uh, viewpoint standpoint that looks at more than just the bones. You look at the nerves, you look at the soft tissues, you look, you look at everything. You look mm -hmm. at the disc, you look at there's impingement. It's, I tell patients basically nothing gets by an MRI. So you're going to see much, much, much more uh, in-depth findings, whereas an x-ray is kind of like a precursor. Right. But a lot of insurances, which insurance will pay for x-rays and insurance will pay for, you know, MRIs, a lot of them won't approve an MRI until you've, one, gone through, you've had an x-ray done first that's been documented, or you've um, failed to, to get better with conservative treatment first. So an MRI is usually indicated once you've gotten to that point in your care, or depending on what your condition may be. Yeah, and let's go into that a little bit. So x-rays, all bone, MRI, mostly soft tissue. So MRI, when someone comes in the office and 
a patient may want an MRI, you have to qualify for this MRI. We touched on the x-ray. That's 99% of the time they want an x-ray. But there's also got to be that other percentage where your symptoms actually qualify. And their symptoms usually indicate ridiculous pain, pain down the legs, pain down an extremity, arm, you know, leg, um, upper or lower extremity. And maybe associated with some weakness or a loss of reflex where there's actually documented clinical signs of impingement of a nerve root. And those are the things that get sort of uh, lost in the fact that we can just, which America is extremely lucky, we can just walk in and get an MRI whenever we want as compared to most other countries. However, you have to qualify for it. So, you know, let's go into like greater detail, like what necessitates an order. Someone has neck pain and upper arm weakness. What do you usually do? So if they come in, it's really not super acute. It's been going on for some time, and they haven't done any conservative treatment. We would maybe start the next ray to see if there's any underlying degenerative issues. Okay, let's say that's negative. You then receive conservative-based care, manipulations, physical therapy, whatever it may be, decompression. You're not getting response to it. At that point, we're not just going to keep treating you to treat you or anybody for that matter. We would then say an MRI is going to be ind- indicated at that point um, to determine what what actually is going on because again it will be found on the mri so at that point from a chiropractic standpoint what we see typically referencing the spine would be some sort of a a disc related problem it might be a herniation it might be some sort of a bulge it might be something along those lines which at that point an mri gives us gives us clarity Mm -hmm. it tells us maybe more specific treatment that we can provide or it could just give us an idea of who this individual may need to be referred to that's a thing yeah Based off the findings of an MRI, that either keeps you as a chiropractic patient, puts you in physical therapy, pain management, surgeon, orthopedic surgeon, spinal surgeon. It just depends on what Because that that's what those says. doctors are going to do if we send them there anyway. Right. So, and a lot of times, since we're not affiliated with a hospital, you can get a, a pretty decent rate on an MRI, whereas in certain hospitals, it can be a little more expensive, just mm-hmm. depending on where you go. So. so, the basis of MRI, we order it following an X-ray. You have some sort of weakness in an extremity some sort of reflex loss, some radiculopathy, radiculopathy, numbness, tingling, um, those kind of things play hand-to-hand, along with a couple other clinical symptoms that we usually figure out during an exam. The other test I want to talk about is EMG, which is different than an MRI in the fact that it evaluates and records electrical activity of nerves and skeletal muscles, depending, comparing one extremity to the other and how fast the frequency of nerves moved. Um, these are done by neurologists, correct? Yeah, that's where I would send my patients to mm-hmm. neurologists. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two different types. There's a surface EMG and an intermuscular EMG. A surface EMG is not as um, powerful or not as clinically uh, important as an intermuscular, where you actually put a needle in the, the muscular or in the muscle joint that affects that nerve root or connects to that nerve root. And we order these when we are uncomfortable with where the radiculopathy has come from, correct? Yeah, I mean, they're gonna, they'll go and essentially hook it to a certain, diff- certain nerve roots or what we call dermatomes of the mm-hmm. body and send a small signal to them to determine you know, the, what we call the latency of the, of the, uh, of the nerve and how mm-hmm. fast it sends a signal back to the brain or whether you feel it or not. Or not. So this isolates very specifically where that nerve impingement may be. Right. Place. It yeah. could be coming from the elbow. It could be coming from the shoulder. It yes. could be coming from the hand. So that, that documents, that that differentiates carpal tunnel as opposed to a disc herniation in the neck, right? 
Yeah, and, and kind of, yeah, exactly. And going back to kind of what you said, there's a surface and there's more where they actually put it into the muscle belly. The mm-hmm. EMG would typically be put into the muscle, whereas some some cases, another term for the surface one would be known as maybe like an NCV, mm-hmm. which is like a nerve conduction velocity test, which similar kind of findings, but it's, it's um, you know, th- these are utilized just all the time, mm-hmm. like tons and tons of individuals. So. And there's pros and cons to right? The pro is it's much more economic and much more more isolated uh, than an MRI as far as where the occlusion is coming from. Yeah, and it could be it could be a herniation that's mm-hmm. causing nerve impingement, and an EMG would show you that. Mm-hmm. But all it says is there's an impingement at this level, whereas an MRI would be a little step further. It'll tell you the, the significance. significance yeah. yeah, so that's like kind of the difference at that point. And the, the cons of the EMG, uh, it's, it, it's kind of painful. I, I had to do one. Remember that? It's painful if you don't have like nerve that. impingement. Right? I really didn't like that. you won't feel it, yeah. No, I, I, I actually remember that vividly. Yes, it's not. It's kind of like, you ever put a dog collar on with the electric fence? <laughs> I actually, I have, so yes. It hurts. <laughs> it does. I mean, it gets Especially your attention. Especially the anticipation before yeah. you get shot. Yeah. yeah, I didn't care for it much, but it is more economical. It is a little easier, quicker to do than an MRI. Um, and, you know, we use it, if if I don't think it's a spinal injury, I usually use it. So that's that's the case there. Yeah. Um, what else? We have the one that we all hate, which is the CT, the computed tomography. And why do we hate this so much? Because every time you go to the ER, this is like the test you order. It's like you skip the other nine of them and you do a CT. Why? I think we, you and I both know why, but I don't know if I want to say it. Go ahead. Well, it, yeah, it's, uh, there, there's, uh, there, there's a business behind ordering certain tests. We'll just leave it at that. But it's basically a CT scan. People ask, I think I'm asked this routinely All like, the what's the Every difference day. between a ct scan and mri and and you can see a lot of similar structures between the two honestly uh a ct scan i would say my opinion is used more associated when there's like head trauma or head injuries um what you could it's, it's much faster test i mean you might be in the room for five minutes with ct scan whereas an mri it might be 20 30 minutes of you not moving a muscle and then you take i didn't know in that yes. ct is much faster much much quicker yes so that gives like i guess that, that makes sense because you're looking for Big time fractures, big time traumas, blood loss, things like that, tumors possibly. So I, I guess I didn't realize how and fast it was, but it's. I've had them both done. I've probably had close to thirty MRIs done in my lifetime, just from football and college. But then CT scans are more like mm-hmm. um, you're looking at bony traumas, things like this. But you can also utilize with a CT scan the use of some type of um, uh, where they can actually inject you with a different type of contrast or something yeah. that really helps to isolate like. For example, like a CT scan would be more noted than an MRI if you're looking at some sort of abdominal issue or abdominal pain. They'll inject you with a contrast. This will help to isolate the blood vessels in the soft tissues and enhance them more with the use of a CT scan as opposed to an MRI. Yeah. A CT scan is more of like a, a general picture of what's going on. An MRI is going to use a lot of very small slices of the mm-hmm. body at depth to, to isolate. C- CT gets a lot of bone, uh, much more bone images also. But the other thing, like in our office, like we don't order that many. Uh, basically, the only reason we'd order a CT scan is if someone came in here walking wounded, you know, look look terrible, or they have some sort of metal implant. I believe we have to do CT Correct. instead of MRI, right? Correct. Yeah, you, you um, can't have metal in you if you were getting an MRI. Now, uh, they can titanium, which a lot of individuals are turning towards, is not magnetic, so you mm-hmm. can't have an MRI with that. But CT scan is just... Yeah, no. most very much use, or, uh, isolator used a lot, freak, more frequently than MRI at an at a ER. Correct. Definitely, yep. Um, I don't really have much more on that one because we don't, I think I've ordered like five of those in my life. I think, quick example, like I had a patient, this is a couple years ago, who had a CT scan done of his low back and then also had an MRI, two different doctors, and 
revealed very similar findings um, as far mm-hmm. as what, what kind of disc problem they have. Now, the MRI report, I think, was a little more detailed. But ultimately, I found that interesting to state that it was like, well, the MRI and the CT showed really similar findings as mm-hmm. far as the, the lumbar spine is concerned. But again, the surrounding tissues, if you do an MRI of your lumbar spine and they happen to see an incidental issue with your kidney, I'm not sure how much you're going to get from the CT scan of that versus the MRI, which would be more in-depth. Yeah. And CT doesn't hurt. MRI doesn't hurt. X-ray doesn't hurt. Yeah. NG Painless. hurts. Once again, NG hurts. Don't do I it. I think, well... <laughs> <laughs> the the only other thing to note, I guess, it, it, if you've never had an MRI, um, you would go into depending on what body what body part you're having, you know, scanned. You have to go into kind of a small can be, can if it's a closed MRI, it can be claustro- claustrophobic. Yeah. It may be a little bit of an issue, um, and then you got to sit there. It makes kind of a lot of loud noises. It's completely painless. You just have to sit there. A CT yeah. scan looks like a giant donut, um, and you mm-hmm. just go into this and it spins a few times. It's really really quick. So there, there are benefits between the two, but ultimately I I opt to an MRI as it's just to be, you're not going to miss anything again. Yeah, and as far as like open MRIs, closed MRIs, yep. we pretty much send everybody to open these days just in case. Um, another, there's, there's a number of other uh, uh, diagnostic imaging, but the last one we were going to talk about was ultrasounds. Um, we've ordered, I've definitely ordered a few of these. Usually these are secondary follow-up tests after ordering an MRI or an MRI finds something um, in a kidney or in an organ that was picked up when we were looking at a lumbar MRI. So an ultrasound uses sound waves for, you know, inside of the body. Um, this is somewhat different than the pregnancy ultrasound, right? The diagnostic ultrasound is a little different. Explain that. It's Yeah, it is different. Um, uses a similar type. Of, I mean, there's, there's, there's ultrasound that's used for therapy, therapeutic right. ultrasound, which we use, we which use. just helps to recovery mm-hmm. and soft tissue injuries. And then there's diagnostic ultrasound, which is going to give you actual image that, that can come up on the screen. Um, I had just literally got a report back today of a patient that I had sent for an ultrasound. I was questioning whether to do a CT scan following what I, something I had seen on an x-ray. Spoke to a radiologist. From a cost standpoint and also to help isolate that area, I ordered a ultrasound only of the patient's upper left quadrant of his abdomen. Mm-hmm. As opposed to exposing oh, cool. his entire abdomen to it, we isolated it to one area. And, and to be honest, because I don't order a lot of these, this report is more in-depth than most MRI reports I see. So mm-hmm. I was very impressed with this. It was very, very well written. So you can get a lot of, you, you can see a lot of things with the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'd say a lot of vasculature. Yeah. A lot of, they'll do it with a lot of the echocardiograms as a type of ultrasound mm-hmm. for hearts and stuff. So it's, there, there is a time and a place for it, but it's just, a, for, for like a, if you have a pinched nerve, it's, I just don't think that's really a tool to utilize no. at all. So. I would think pretty much these are the only diagnostics we ever order, right? Is there another one? That's that- the only, I would say those are the ones we really order. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any, I mean, we, there's know, a DEXA scan. There, there's a scan. We, I look at people's, yeah, DEXA yeah. scans, a scan that looks at, you know, like bone uh, density, bone density, you know, if someone has osteoporosis, stuff like that. And I'll look at those things, but to sit there and say, I'm going to order it, it, you no, know, right. it, leave that to the family physician. Yeah, that's or usually the, handles yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we talked about ultrasounds, EMG, x-ray, CT, MRI, and these are all things we order on a semi-frequent basis other than that CT scan. Um, you know, the bottom line is we want to let you guys know that we are capable of ordering these tests. We order them based off clinical symptoms, not so much subjective at times, but sometimes that helps. Um, and each test has a certain functionality that we're looking for. So if we find something that we're unsure of, we'll order that specific test. Um, another thing is just let you know, we are certainly trained to read x-rays and we are certainly trained to get you to the appropriate physician based off the findings of the diagnostics. 
Yeah, that's that's something I really stress to a lot of patients. It's like they'll reach out and say, do you know anything about reading my shoulder or, or reading MRIs of the shoulder mm-hmm. stuff? I mean, I, I can read any of these medical terms and explain to you what that means. Whether it's something we can help you out with will be determined, but if you need to be referred. So if there's a question about what something means on an actual MRI or a CT or an ultrasound, I mean, that's honestly, that's easy stuff. But it's yeah. a matter of where it needs to go from there. And that. if you're in here for another injury or different complaint and you want us to look at that we'll be more than happy to go over it with you absolutely yeah yeah all right everyone for more for more information go to our website at ipmdohio.com thank you for listening to adjust your life podcast have a great day thank you